Maps with Adam Angst. This is Mac Voices. Today's Mac Voices is supported by Mac Voices After Dark. Uncensored, off-topic, and always off-the-wall, Mac Voices After Dark is available as a benefit to our Patreon subscribers. Sign up at patreon.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, this is going to be a show that is sort of done at the request of our guest, because he <laughs> he said he wanted to talk about this. I'm not sure where we're going to go with this, but we're going to have some fun. Adam Angst is back. And maybe we'll find our way back, because we're talking about... Maps. Thank you. There we go. Maps. Okay, so Adam said in the last, last time he was here, after we closed out the show, he said he wanted to come back and talk about maps. I don't know what kind of maps we're talking about, Adam, so enlighten me. <laughs> well, I mean, maps are interesting. I mean, I assume you use Google Maps and Apple's Maps, yes, when you're driving. Of course. I mean, we all do. We all have we all have these insane things in our pockets that give us, you know, map to the world. I mean, it's actually kind of amazing if you think about it. I mean, go back. I mean, maps used to be a really, really big deal. I mean, you know, you, you would have, there were very few of them, for one. They were both inaccurate and essential at the same time. I mean, if you were a sea captain in the 1700s, you know, your maps were pretty damn important. Um, and yet, you know, not so much 1700s. It turns out the whole, you know, there be dragons here or here be dragons. That turns out to be a little of a, a bit of an urban myth. Um, that no, in fact, no actual maps say that. One globe does, but no maps. Uh, and so, but but it was still one of those things where like they busy people were busy trying to figure out the world, and we've come such an incredibly long way. And and I don't want to say we have you know I don't want to say anything bad about it, but it's people don't quite realize all the things that become possible with modern mapping services, and so that's one you know I I do a fair amount with maps because as a runner and as a race director I'm constantly trying to see how far things are or tell people where to go or try to give people directions on a trail where you know like it's literally turn left at the big tree. You know, it's not a, you know, street signs are easy, man. It's when you have to, you come to an intersection in the woods and you have to know that you want to take the slight left down the hill, not up the hill, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, so that's, so I just basically started, you know, kind of digging into all the mapping stuff that I use in this art, you know, for this Tibbets article and, um, and just, you know, kind of shared and explored and, you know, talked about it all. I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I love the big tree example because, you know, when I was on the road um, for business, if you, if you had an appointment with someone, that was always the big bugaboo. First of all, you didn't know how long to really, really how long to allow to get there. So you ended up wasting a lot of time. But more important, inevitably, there would always be, yeah, just turn left at the big tree and you'll see my house, you know, two miles up on the left. And it's like... <laughs> You get there and you're kind of expecting like a lone tree. And instead you've got, you know, 40 trees and you could argue that one is bigger than the other, but I'm not sure that this is the right one. And so the, the amount of time we save with this, I mean, forget just directions, just the idea that you have yeah. a decent map that you can follow when you're driving or running or walking is, is huge. 
And, and it really does. I mean, uh, you know, it is interesting. So, you know, as, as someone who runs and bikes and, 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 and hikes and things like that, if you're on a bike, for instance, it's sort of easy to have your phone available. Um, I mean, yeah, the mounts aren't so great on handlebars, but it's 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 possible. Um, but biking is the same thing. If you say, it's a gorgeous weekend day, I want to bike 40 miles today. Well, how do you find 40 miles, a 40-mile ride? You know, like, you don't just go out and ride for 20 miles and then turn around, because that would be boring. Um, and, you know, and not to mention the fact that, you know, you're going to probably go, oh, this looks interesting. I want to go this way. And so, you you know, you usually want to find somewhere that takes you to, you know, on a, like in a big loop, has a stop for lunch, that kind of stuff. And so you'll, you'll, you'll use a service to map out a, out a route. And running, it's not quite such a quite such a big deal because you can't go as far uh but with running again particularly if you're on trails you're just not there there aren't directions i mean like you might know i can go to this state forest and then there will be trails but how do i get an eight mile run out of that and so what these all of this kinds of services that i'm talking about help you do is either beforehand or during um help you find your way so beforehand, the, the big one that I've gotten really fond of, I talk about is, uh, it's called on the go map. And what's, you know, it's just, it looks like Google maps or Apple maps, right? You see, you open it up and it's webpage you know, on the go, on the go map.com. And, but the trick is, is that you can map a route. So you click and then you start clicking around where you think you want to go. And it tells you how far it is. There's even an elevation map at the bottom if you want. So you can see, oh yeah, maybe I don't want to go this way because that's the really big hill. Um, and uh, and so that gives you, you know, that allows you to say, oh yeah, this is the way I want to go and this is the distance I want to go. And, and you figure that out ahead of time. And then you can share that with other people. So that's part of the problem with Apple Maps and Google Maps, right? Is they'll tell you where you are and how to get to where you're going. Um, and you could share like the destination with someone and, and, it, and their version of Apple Maps or Google Maps would tell them how to get there. But if you're doing a 40-mile ride or an eight-mile run, good luck trying to share that because that's an arbitrary loop or an arbitrary course. It's not the sort of thing which has a, a fixed start and finish that the service then calculates for you. Never really thought about it from that exactly that angle. I mean, I've, I'm always interested in I, I know where I want to go most of the time, right. and you know, so <laughs> so you know the, the the obvious thing is let's let's get me there the fastest fastest most efficient way, right. and you know and and so you can now I know there's some things like ways you know where it's like I can avoid toll roads and do different things like that which is great, um, and of course the the traffic things but I never really thought about saying I need to map out a forty mile ride or run or whatever. Well, or think about like you go to a national, you know, you're on vacation, you go to a national park and, you know, you pull up at the parking lot and you want to go for a hike. So what you do is you walk up to their kiosk or whatever, and you start looking at the map that will tell you, oh, you know, you could take the bear trail, which is two and a half miles, or you could take the eagle trail, which is 5.6 miles, um, you know, and, oh, it looks like the eagle trail connects into the wolf trail, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and so what these services let you do is kind of tap into that kind of stuff ahead of time. 
and they let you do it wherever you want, as opposed to what 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 other people have specified. So you know, maybe beyond the bear trail, wolf trail, and eagle trail. So in fact, an art, um, a service that I'll mention um, in the article is there's a, an app called AllTrails.com, uh, and it's an it's an it's an all trail. It's an app for your iPhone and everything like that. And you can just like pull up a park or something and it will show you all the, all the loops that people have identified as something you might want to do. And you can just pick one of those and then it will direct you on those. So that's sort of the same thing for me. It's more about like, again, I'm having a run. I'm planning a run on the weekend with my friends. We want to do 10 miles. Okay. We're going to start here. Where do we go to get 10 miles? Yeah, you know, it's not a it's not a trivial thing because you want it you want it to be an interesting route. You want it to have some some variety. You want to avoid big roads and you know, all those kinds of things. And so it's manual, but you want to be able to go through and and kind of map this stuff out um, ahead of time. And that's what the on the go map sites uh, kind of sites are good for. And there's actually a bunch of them: Map My Ride, Map Map My Run, uh, G Map Pedometer. Um, but on the go map is as that is my favorite one at the moment um just because it makes it easy that you know with all these things like let's imagine you're you know you're 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 trying to map out this route and you want it to be 10 miles and you know you're you you don't want to have to like draw straight lines between all the roads or you know like all that or what if a road curves and so they all have have features where they'll say follow the road or follow the known trail and so you just sort of click and it, it makes the shortest route that that takes you from click to click which is again much much easier when you just want to say hey give me give me 10 miles you know in in five or six clicks that it goes in this rough neighborhood this is one of the great things i think about the technology we have now because you have a very specialized use for maps one that i can't think i mean no offense <laughs> but i can't think of of a reason that i would need to to concoct a route um if you're anything, not an I'd explorer say, is what you're saying. Well, no, I didn't say <laughs> that. No, um, but you know, I mean, so if I if I leave 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 my house, go down to the park, you know, make a lap around the park and come back, it would be nice maybe to know how how long it is without having to actually walk it and let my Apple Watch tell me. But at the same time, I've it would never have occurred to me to say, okay, I want to leave my house and I want to go on a mile walk or a two mile walk. And, you know, if I turn, you know, left at, at, on one street, I'll see this and turn right on another street, I'll see that. So this seems like a very specialized kind of use. But the it, technology it's, supports it's specialized, it. but I will say it's extremely common for anyone who runs or bikes or hikes. So if I came to visit you, for instance, and said, you know, got up in the morning and said, you know, hey, Chuck, you know, where should I go for a run? You'd probably go, um, well, there's a nice park down that way. And yeah. I'd say, how far is it? <laughs> oh, and <laughs> and how do I get there? And so what we would do then is we'd pull up one, you know, on the go map, and I'd say, okay, we're here, and I want to go to this park. You say, okay, click, 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 and oh, looks like that's going to be about you know three. I actually want to get six in. So what if I go over here? And you go, oh man, you don't want to go to that part of the world, <laughs> you know. And so I'd, I'd send it over to the other direction and that kind of thing until until we have a row. Now here's another. Um, so, so that's that's really good. But then you still, like, if you're in an unfamiliar area, you don't want to be sitting there, like, kind of literally referring to this map um, or, you know, like, trying to follow it on your phone. Um, I mean, that's what Google Maps and, and, and Apple's Maps are really good at is they give you directions. 
And so there's actually a service called RunGo, um, which is unique as far as I know, um, which actually gives you voice directions on foot. And this is kind of cool because, I mean, it can do it, you know, obviously if you're on roads, it's pretty easy. Like it can see every turn and knows the names of the turns, but it can also do it for trails. So if you say, oh, yeah, you go into the park and then you go into the park and then there's this big kind of loopy thing around the outside and you take that halfway across and then you'll see another exit out of this other park. That's the sort of thing that RunGo can actually provide you explicit directions on um, if someone were to set it up ahead of time. Because again, if it's turn, you know, exit the park at the big tree on the other side, there's no way of knowing that easily. So, so that's where, um, you know, helping people kind of get into a, a, usually it's more of a wilderness area, frankly, um, and be able to navigate by with custom instructions like turn, turn at the big tree or, you know, go down, go down this hill until you hit a stream at the bottom, then you'll cross the stream and turn right. You know, that's how trails work, right? You know, you don't, they don't have names on them. They don't have things that you can identify in any other way. So, so RunGo is a, a very cool uh, app that just works on your Apple Watch or your phone um, and actually talks to you as you're walking or running. I, w- I was just about to ask you, you know, how it delivers the information. Yeah. But so, so how does it get the information? Because it's not like you have... Uh, you do have to set it up. Um, so in that you, case, you would... so. When you let's say you 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 use um, I don't think app I don't think Workouts does this but Strava for instance which is a a very common kind of social media workout based uh, service when you run something and record it with Strava or bike it and whatnot it, it makes a map route right and you can export that as a file called G, in a format called GPX. And that's a standardized, uh, uh, lo- you know, kind of location format. So you can import your GPX into RunGo, and then you go through and everywhere there's a turn. And, it, and I said it identifies a number of the turns automatically, but then you can, you can add them. And then you can actually put in custom directions. So you wouldn't do this for a one-off, right? It's too much work for a one-off. But if you might do it, well, you might even do it for a one-off if you were like, it was something that was going to be fairly long and you didn't want to refer to, you know, you didn't want to be constantly referring to your phone while you were running or biking or walking. But, uh, um, but where it's really good is then you can share that with other people. So you can say, Hey, if you wanted to go do this, you know, fabulous four mile run that I found in the trails, um, here's the way to do it. And I don't, you know, I don't have to get to give you those 17, you know, steps of directions of what trees and streams and, you know, Y intersections to look for. So when you're setting this up, so let's say you come to my house and, and, you know, you're going to go to the park and then take your left and go out into the field. I mean, are you, are you running this or walking this and it's tracking you? So it, it knows that at that particular point, you say, I want to turn here. Yep, is that precisely. The, is that the way you're getting the information? It, it knows it, it because it's because I mean, it's running on a device, your phone or your watch um, that has a GPS, so it knows where you are, and it knows roughly how fast you're moving because it's been watching you move all along. Um, this is the one part, the one thing that RunGo doesn't do super well, which is what it tries to do is you know how in a car um, maps will say you know in half a mile turn left. It doesn't attempt to tell you in 
10 seconds turn left, but you know, how fast you're going affects how when that half mile is. But in a car, you can kind of tell, you know, that, you know, I can see that, you know, my, my, my freeway intersections coming up in half a mile, no problem. Or, you know, it'll say turn left in a hundred feet if you're in a city, city and that kind of thing. Well, on trails, it doesn't really help to be given distances because you often can't see them, right? If it's, it's around a corner or you just may have no idea. And so what it does is it, it tries to figure out how fast you're going and then how far it is to say, in 40 seconds, turn right at the big tree. Now, the problem with that is, is that is it's not accurate as it might be. So for me, it usually says in 40 seconds, turn right at the big tree. When I'm looking at the big tree, you know, right in front of me, I'm like, no, no I'm going to turn here. <laughs> You're, it's just, you know, it's, it's it's sort of an, I mean, I, it's something I've noticed. When, and obviously I tested this on on courses what I knew really well um, so that I was not going to, I wasn't going to test it with it somewhere I'd never been before. But uh, so I was like, oh yeah, it's just, it's a little, it's a little slow on the uptake. So uh, you have to take that into account, but it's an, it's an awfully neat feature. And we did something locally with it where we had um, a bunch of courses uh, in various national state forests and national forests. And um, uh, by having the run go instructions, people felt a lot more confident about going out there, particularly women, frankly, um, that, you know, the, it's, it's a little scary to go out into the wilderness on trails where you've never been before and to not have some kind of really solid sense of where you are as well as where you are on the map. Right. Yeah, that makes perfect so, sense. I don't want to actually note a lot of these places don't have very good cellular reception because they're wilderness. That's sort of the point of them. So the beauty of one go is it works offline because it you load the route onto onto your watch or your phone. So you have, and then the GPS chip doesn't need cellular access it just needs to uh it just needs to be able to to see the satellites so that uh, that works even if you have no cellular reception at all i have to admit i don't think i've i realized that that oh yeah yeah that's so a really cool thing i never thought about that so i can turn off my cellular and the gps still works and and there's a I mean a, a useful little tip for people if you ever are in a situation where cellular is is non-existent or very weak, put your phone in airplane mode. And the reason why you want to do that is because you'll save a lot of uh, um, save a lot of power. Um, the, the battery it's constantly looking for cellular. Um, now I when I say that and actually it's an interesting question because I actually don't know offhand if airplane mode changes it turns off the GPS as well. It might. I'd have to. I'd have to look that up. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I'm because I'm frankly I'm thinking about when I get in the plane. Yeah, you turn well, off air. You turn on airplane mode. So yeah, but I don't you know. turn on airplane mode. But but I don't think I've ever looked at the map or where I was. I mean, you know, the the airlines themselves. Well, that's well, no, but you're pulling it from the airline. I was going to say the airlines have the maps usually that show if you're going cross country. You know that okay, now I'm over Utah, and you know as to as to what your ETA is. But they're probably pulling that from the plane, not from it it looks to me like um it looks like airplane mode does not turn off GPS from what I'm reading. Okay. So um it may have done that at one time, actually, from what I can tell. And then it changed at some point in like iOS ten or iOS eleven or something. 
Oh yeah, here we go. Mac Observer. iOS 8.2 and earlier, airplane mode would turn off um, all existing radio systems, but 8.3 and later in GPS stays on. So, so yeah, so a useful thing. But yeah, uh, when you, when cellular cellular service is is weak or non-existent, um, the radio is just constantly seeking, and that and that just that's a high power mode, and um, will eat your battery. Interesting, interesting. Are there any? I mean, are there any other uses use cases we're missing for this? The, the- um. Well, so. Again, there's a lot of cases where, again, maybe this is, I mean, you live in a more urban area than I do, but it is common around here for mapping services to not be quite right or to give instructions um, for a, like, again, one of the places I go fairly frequently, there's a road you do not take. It is a seasonal road. And and even in the season, I mean, the warm season, in other words, um, it's not actually passable unless you have a, a very high four-wheel drive truck. Mm-hmm. And people every year end up trying to get to the parking lot at this trailhead um, by going up a road where you can't get through. And you, I mean, like, there's puddles that are three, four, five, three, four feet deep. Um, and it's just not something you can do unless you have a serious off-road vehicle. And so, you know, so that's the kind of thing, again, where if you're providing directions, you're going to make sure that you tell people, don't trust your mapping service. Here, use this map instead. Okay. That makes that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. And I, while I don't think of myself as an urban dweller by any means, Adam, um, <laughs> I, I see your point, you know, that because I can think of not having to drive too far and there would be areas that some of that could apply. Yeah. And so. it's certainly common. I mean, I mean, maps aren't right all the time, right? <laughs> I mean, that's one of the issues with them is, is that correct is, is sometimes in the eye of the beholder. So, um, you know, one of the things that, that I also was talking about in this article is, is that it, you will, it is not unthinkable to run into mistakes in maps. I don't know if you've, have you ever had any like that? Where you're like, that doesn't seem right. Oh, or sure. you know something. Sure. You can report these. And, and actually, the, the companies do fix them. Which is which is which is a which is impressive. Um, they don't fix all the other bugs we find, but they do. <laughs> but they do fix map <laughs> problems. Um, and uh, and so one of the things that I ran into, which I hadn't known about, is apparently a lot of uh, a lot of mapping services, not Apple or Google, but a lot of these other kinds of services, rely on something called OpenStreetMap, which is a basically it's an open source map of the world. So this is kind of cool. I mean, like, you know, you don't have to be one of the big boys to uh, to actually build a service based on mapping data because of OpenStreetMap. And But because OpenStreetMap is essentially open source, um, you can edit it. So you can go in and fix stuff, which is kind of cool. I mean, it's sort of neat to be able to just be seeing something and say, oh, wow, I could change that. So, um, you know, this, I was actually ran into a situation where um, Cornell renamed some some parts of the university. Um, something had been called the, the Cornell Plantations, and it, when they re- decided to rename it the Cornell Botanic Gardens, and several roads changed as you know, relation to that. And so 
people in this particular department at Cornell are a little sensitive about using their name wrong. Actually, they're really sensitive about it. <laughs> so, and so at some point, I, I sent one of my contacts a, a, a map, just a just a real, you know, uh, uh, hey, what about this kind of, you know, informal thing? And she kind of flipped out a little bit at me because you're like, oh, you still got Plantations Road there, and I'm like, sorry, this is not my service. You know, sort of like, I don't, it's not my fault. <laughs> Like you're you going to change it. Yeah, right. And so then I, that was what got me curious about this. So I started poking around. I'm like, oh, you can change this. And I did. And it was kind of fun. You know, like I literally went in and I mean, it was so cool to have the equivalent of, again, Google Maps and to go in and click on a road name and change it. I'm like, oh, the power. <laughs> Yeah, that's, in some ways, that's a little scary, Adam. I presume there's 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 some, like Wikipedia. I assume there's some level of editing um, ch- editing checks after, on the on the back end. So yeah, I would hope so. I hope so. I'm constantly amazed though at and how quickly like Apple Maps and Google Maps update. Um, yeah. Not long in the grand scheme of things, not long ago, they started developing what was a farm that's behind my house. So I guess I am moving into a little more urban area, but that's the point. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, and all of by the time they had the roadway down, it was showing up on you know directions. Yeah. And so instead of leaving my driveway and you know go to go to a particular destination, instead of turning left, it told me to turn right. And it's like, well, yeah, there is a, there a road now where there wouldn't have been you know not <laughs> long, long ago, and I don't ever. Well, no, that's not true. But I haven't don't know that Apple or Google Maps have been driving my neighborhood. So, you know, I, I don't know I where mean, they pull that stuff. It's a, Well, so um, a lot of uh, transportation departments actually would be uploading that information to, yeah. to, to I mean, because this is one of the questions with self-driving cars, right, is how do they know about construction? And so the answer is, is that a lot of times transportation departments that are doing the construction would be saying, there's construction here and, oh, look, now it's done and the road is now different in this way. Because right, if you if you had to drive every change, it would take too long. You know, just you'd never know about stuff. Um, but there are, I mean, there are some uh, some interesting ones that you you get to. For instance, like uh, this was a kind of funny story where um, Glenn Fleischman, who does the Mac nine one one column for for MacWorld, got a got a query from a guy who uh, worked in West Virginia in a county that had put in nine one one service. And when you do 911 service, every road has to have a name. And, you know, in rural areas, that wasn't necessarily true before, um, or every address. And so, uh, like when I was growing up, um, my address was RR1, Rural Route 1. And it wasn't there little I mean, there was a road name, but it wasn't in our address. And and so, you know, when they put in 911 service at some point, which my actually my father was sort of in charge of because he was the mailman, um, that he everyone had to get an address. So we became 236 Brigham Road instead. And and so, but anyway, so this happens in West Virginia. And the basically the guy can't figure out how to get this information to Apple. Because Apple's not updating maps to to accommodate all the changes, and um, we actually, you know, by 
talking to people I knew and, you know, finally got in contact with the, with the appropriate, the appropriate, someone in the appropriate maps team and was able to, you know, make that, uh, that connection. So that the, the, the county in West Virginia was able to provide Apple with all the new data and instantly maps, you know, updates to have all that information, but it wasn't quite as automatic as we might've liked. Adam is back in the next edition of Mac Voices to talk more about maps and mapping technology and the benefits that we see, sometimes without even realizing it. We talk about longitude and latitude and why that is being replaced in some cases by some alternatives and why they may or may not be catching on. That's all next time on Mac Voices. I hope you'll join us. Until then, and as always, I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode you will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.